from the old National Bank State Street Studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Forget today's Tuesday. That means we uh, have some fun with Would You Rather. The, the entries have been a lot of fun lately. They have. They've been very. Uh, they've been very jaily, but uh, yeah, they've been quite interesting. After we talked to, by the way, you don't want you don't want to be in the jail in uh, Mayor of Kingstown. That's not a jail. You that is a terrible. That, that, that a jail. Is, that is like it's more Tent realistic City now yeah. because they destroyed the previous jail from the year before. There are no bars. No. Like, I'm, I'm, when I say bars, there's no bar like barricades on the yeah, like. So it's Ten City and it's open. So that means like the prisoners just you don't want to. You, you want to get after there. somebody in their sleep. You get after someone in their sleep. Literally, yeah. I. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yo, Here's some good. It's like, dark. This is why it's dark. I like this show. It's great. Jeremy Renner is fabulous yes. in it, too. Really good. Yeah, he's great. He, perfect role. It's perfectly cast. You know, they're all they're all created by Taylor Sheridan, the guy that created Yellowstone. I know. It's unbelievable. This has lived up to it. I think he spread too thin on all the Yellowstone series. Yeah. The 18 and the 1920, whatever, and now the Yellowstone. But this one is, I hope he doesn't do a spinoff on this one. Because uh, focus on this. Just yeah. to do a really good show. Jeremy Renner's got to get healthy, too. Yes. Yes. How many bones did he break? A bunch. Like, yes. A bunch. Um, remind me after we talked to Brad Spielberger to read you. There was a, a Jerry Hairston retweeted it. That's how I saw it. Something was going around Twitter. It's like a would you rather. It's about taking a different color pill. These have been going around. You take this pill, this happens. You take this pill, this happens. Which pill are you taking? Okay? Just remind me. After we talk to Brad, I'll read it to you. All right. You're looking at me with like a, with a quizzical look on your face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a quizzical topic. It is. It's a, it's a fantasy topic. Um, so would you rather send him to Meller? Mel, uh, Tyler's off today. So, uh, what the hell's he doing? Is he doing the show afterwards or no? Jesse, no, Jesse. Jesse is. No, Tyler worked Sunday with Black and Abdallah for the uh, the uh, Wanna Bet. Yeah, so can he have a, like a little bit of a weekend? Like After a his comment about Brock Purdy, I think he should have been you know, forced to work again. Yesterday, I think he should have paid the paid penalty. The piper, paid He's the got penalty. to work an extra day yeah, because of a that bad take. take. Yeah, you know, if we had to work extra days for all for all of us making, we'd one be working three sixty five. Yeah, we work in double shifts. So uh, tweet him to Jeff Meller. It's Jeff underscore Meller. Yes, on Twitter? That is correct. Hashtag at WS Would You Rather. And we'll read them in the 4 o'clock hour. Barstool Big Cat in an hour from right now. Brad Spielberger is great at what he does. Uh, he's a local guy. Went to New Trier and does great uh, salary cap work for Pro Football Focus. You also get uh, his work at uh, Over the Cap as well. And um, he's uh, he's really good. And uh, I, I was surprised just a few days ago when Over the Cap came out with their projections that all of a sudden the Bears went from a projected like 110 million under the cap to like 90 some million. I'm like, where'd they go? Hocus pocus. <laughs> all the mo- a lot of the money is gone. So Brad Spielberger taking time to join Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brad? Hey, how's it going? We're good. We're good. Where, where'd, where'd some the of money the, yeah, go? Where'd some of the money go? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, first, it's Riley Reef earned some playtime incentives it's for four and a half million dollars. Then the next big chunk is there's something called the Proven Performance Escalator, which is non-first round picks can earn an elevated salary in the fourth year of their rookie deal if they play a certain amount of snaps in the first three seasons. And the Bears have six 2020 draft picks that apply. Um, all those guys got raises of about $1.5 million. So right there, I got you about 15. There's other small things and futures, reserves, deals, and all that. Uh, but, but that's where all that, all that money went. They still, though, have more cap space than any other team by over $30 million this offseason. And some of that money will also probably be used up on re-signing some of their existing players, won't it, Brad? Like, if you look at Jalen Johnson, Darnell Mooney, maybe even Frank Komet, some of that money probably will be going to some of their own guys, won't it? 100%, yeah. So usually we get free agency first, but I would imagine as of right now, they're already in conversation with Komet's camp, with Mooney's camp, with Johnson's camp. Um, I think two of those three guys, you probably really try to get extended I think it's going to be tough with Johnson just because he didn't play a lot this year. Um, I think he's shown a lot when he is healthy, but obviously has the shoulder injury concerns going back to college. Um, but, yeah, long answer short, yes. I think they will work really hard to extend Mooney and Komet if they can. Brad Spielberger joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Are you passionate about what the right salaries are for both of their guy, those guys that you just mentioned? Like, what is... What's a, a reasonable deal for Mooney and Komet? Yeah, so I'll start with Mooney. Uh, I think a range of maybe 17 to $20 million per year um, is a fair number. I know you're going to see a lot with Bears players, especially receivers. You know, you'll see volume statistics and things like that. And I think it's just kind of unfair to hold that against Mooney when the Bears are dead last in passing yards most of his first three years in the NFL. I think he is. A really good player. I looked at Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh as a solid comp who got right around $18 million per year. I know when he got hurt at the end of the season, I know he had the, you know, the missed catch against Washington on the goal line, but he also had a bunch of highlight catches. I think he's the hardest working guy in the entire building. Um, so I would be happy with getting that done. And then for Komet, I know fans are going to kind of freak out about this. And the, the market is just at tight end is so bizarre where there's essentially a feeling, you know, with, well, I guess Darren Waller now, but basically George Kittle at $15 million per year kind of set a feeling, and no one has surpassed that since on a true, you know, multi-year extension. Waller's a bit different. But all these mid-tier guys, like a Dalton Knox in Buffalo, getting over 13 per year. I mean, Cole Komet is as good as Dalton Knox in Buffalo. I think he's going to get... $12, $13 million a year, and I know Bears fans probably aren't going to love to see that. You're scaring me with both of those. Brad, both of those numbers sound really rich for me. I hear you. I hear you. I would push back more on Mooney personally. Uh, with Komet, I hear you 110%. Look, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I don't think he's a ever going to be a guy that can make someone miss in man coverage. I think he's exclusively a zone beater that gets some yards after the catch. I think he's a plus blocker, but not a plus-plus blocker. But I will say this. We've done a lot of studies on the kind of the growth curve and the learning curve in the NFL at different positions. The position that takes the longest, maybe besides quarterback, is often tight end. It's a really hard position to be good at as a young player. He's still uber, uber young, one of the youngest guys in his entire draft since 2020. I think he has gotten better every year. So that's what I would say is, you know, trust that he'll even continue to grow even more, become that red zone, big body threat. 
I don't think he's ever going to be a dynamic type Travis Kelsey type guy, but can be a very reliable, solid player for a long time. Another guy that's under contract now. I'm very interested, Brad, to get your take on what you think they'll do with Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson won Matt Eberflus's Ball Hawk Award this past year. I think they really like him. I don't know if they know the cap number. Or they or not know it? They know it. I don't know if they like the cap number. What do you expect them to do with Eddie? Yeah, you know, coming into this year, I thought it was a big do or die. Where if he didn't play well again, I thought he was a potential cap casualty. Is is owed a thirteen million dollars salary next year, even though he was extended years ago. Is still one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL. And I also think you've seen more and more the highest paid safeties are guys that play more down in the box and, and, and rush the passer a little bit and, and do different things. I think Eddie does have the ability to play in the squad and actually play, you know, cover a player and not just be, you know, a deep, deep third, you know, ball hawk back in the secondary. So long answer short, I think he will stay. I don't think they're going to extend it in this offseason. I don't think they're going to approach for a pay cut or anything like that. I think you just let him play on this year's salary, um, which is still, you know, among the top safety contracts in the NFL. So how do you proceed then if you're Ryan Poles? You've got all this money um, other than signing the guys that you just mentioned. Are, are, are you looking to have a big splurge like Jacksonville did? Are you looking to um, maybe be a little more conservative with the cash? What would be your game plan? Yeah, so Ryan Poles has been adamant in all of his press conferences, and it's great to hear as you know, a cap nerd like myself saying what free agency is not for fixing your roster and making these big splash moves. That's how you lose in the NFL, and, and he could not be more right. Um, at the same time, you know, not to get too into the weeds, but basically the Bears have to spend cash this offseason. They spent the least amount of cash in the NFL this past year and were about below average the year before. And there's actually a salary cap or a cash spending floor. I don't know if fans know that, but... From 2021 to 2023, every team has to spend at least 90% of the cumulative salary caps over those three years. So the Bears kind of don't have a choice but to be active in free agency. I think they will spend maybe on par with a Jacksonville from last offseason. Who they give it to, different story. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't make a, a Brandon Sheriff the highest-paid guard in the NFL, probably where I wouldn't put it. Um, but I do think the trenches. For me, Deron Payne, if he doesn't get franchise tagged, I think Javon Hargrave in Philadelphia – could be a free agent because Philadelphia has so many big contracts. And then on the flip side, you know, Mike McGlinchey, Caleb McGarry, Jawan Taylor, all these young right tackles. Uh, I think you have to at least explore it if you're Chicago. Wow. I, I mean, I, that was one of the things, one of the questions I think we all had about not knowing where they stood with minimum spend. Uh, it, now, is that something, Brad, that people will point at the Bears and say, well, you're just cheap? I thought we had gotten past those days because they have been willing to spend money at times. What is this kind of what, – what is this – what story is told by the fact that they have to spend money this year? It's actually, for me, a big ebb and flow story. And I, So basically in 2018, they had the highest cash spending in the entire NFL. So I don't think McCaskey is cheap. I think the team is willing – to spend money when they think they're in a window where they're competitive. Was that part uh, of think, like the, the, the Cleo Mack deal? Did that, that send them into that category at that time? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. That was a huge chunk. And for a team with a, with a rookie contract quarterback to be the most, yeah, it's going to take, you know, huge deals at other positions like a Khalil Mack, bring in Allen Robinson, all the moves they made that offseason. So, yes, yeah, that's exactly why. Um, and then now I think Ryan Poles just realized, the quickest way back for this team, look, I don't think he tanked per se or anything like that, but let's clear the books, let's make some tough decisions, you know, trading away all the guys they traded away, obviously, you know, takes a lot of money off the books, 
Um, and now they are going to aggressively spend. So, yeah, I don't have concerns about McCaffrey or whoever not wanting to spend. I think they just realize, you know, why be middle of the pack? Why not just bottom out so we can then kind of be near the top of the pack in the near future? Brad Spielberger for another minute. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. What is your opinion on some of the big-name running backs? Because there is a very polarizing uh, topic with running backs these days, paying running backs on their second contract. Um, Saquon Barkley and Jacobs are out there, guys who are very productive. What would your advice be? Yeah, so, I mean, historically, you just look at the results of second contracts. They just, you know, I'm not going to be, maybe I'm oversimplifying, but they're just, the results are not good. It's rare that a guy plays up to it. But I will say this, there now has been such a market correction. I mean, Christian McCaffrey signed his extension in 2019 at $16 million per year, and it's still the top of the market, and I would imagine stays there um, for a couple more years. Ezekiel Elliott signed the offseason before in 2018, and he's the second highest paid at $15 million per year. So uh, I think you could get Jacobs and maybe Barkley in the 13 range, 14 range, which still, you know, I'll be honest, I think probably, um, you know, you get, you get the deal, you get all happy about it, and then two years later, you know, I'm getting asked on Twitter, what does it cost for the Bears to cut X player? That's just kind of how it goes. Um, but nevertheless, like I, I think because of that, where the market currently stands, it is a better value, and you explore it if you can. Unfortunately, uh, I think both of those guys are probably going to get franchise tagged. It's about $10.1 million for their teams to tag them, and, and I think they probably both do it. All right, let's make some predictions here. Give us some names of guys you do believe that the Bears will ultimately find a way to sign. I'm going to go with a guy I mentioned before in Javon Hargrave in Philadelphia. I'm sure the Eagles are going to try very hard to keep him. Um, but you look at their defense, uh, I mean, almost every starter on the defense is a pending free agent. Both starting safeties, James Bradbury, both starting linebackers, uh, and then, of course, Hargrave. So I hope he gets out. I think he's a guy you can pair with. You know, everyone wants to talk about Jalen Carter out of Georgia. You pair Javon Hargrave with Jalen Carter, you go from the worst interior defensive line in the NFL to maybe the best in a year or two. Um, so that's a big a big name that I would go after. And then uh, on the offensive side, I, I do think it's the trenches. I talked about the tackles. I'll throw a name out there, Dalton Risner, the guard from the Denver Broncos, a very consistently above average to good player. Those are the guys I think is what free agency is all about. He's a good pass-blocking guard that is a you know above average run blocker, nothing special. Um, and I think he's a guy that, that really fits in their offense. You get out a mid-tier deal. Um, so I think he maybe is an answer for the offensive side of the ball. We appreciate it, Brad. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. There you go. There's Brad Spielberger. I believe we have some breaking news, Uh-oh. or at least close uh, to breaking news, if you've got the sound. This the good is kid. breaking news on Chicago's home for sports. You added on this oh, one. Yeah. I thought this was the story that the good kid would bring us. It's uh, in from Adam Schefter. Saints and the Broncos are finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach. Sean Payton, sources tell ESPN, clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's next head coach. And so Payton is expected to head to Denver as his next as their next head coach. Well, they've got plenty of money to spend on their coach. The Walton family bought the Denver Broncos this past offseason, so that contract is going to be monstrous. I cannot wait to see how Sean Payton and, and Russ, Russell uh, Wilson. Wilson work together. Well, this is, a, this is a guy who could have picked his job. Yeah. And this is a guy who is telling you, now he's going to get paid a lot. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that 
but this is a guy who's telling you that he still believes that Russell Wilson can play. Because they're tied to Russell Wilson for a while now, yes. aren't they? Yes. Boy, this is tough, though. They're going to have to give up draft picks to yeah. the Saints, and they've already given yes. up a huge amount for the, for, Russell, for with the Russell, Russell Wilson. Deal. Right. Vic Fangio, remember, was supposed to be tied with Sean Payton, and he already took the Dolphins. Well, no, no, no. That's not, that hasn't Vic, been finalized, Vic said I don't yesterday, think. It came out. He has not made any final decision. Ooh, maybe right. so. Maybe well, no, that was because he's that, he knew this was happening. There's rumors too, though, that San Francisco with D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston, Texas. And he's going back. He could go, yeah, and work with uh, work with Kyle. Can Shanahan. you imagine that? Shanahan is your offensive coordinator. Vic Fangio is your defensive coordinator. Can. If you're a 49ers fan, you just got aroused, right? And would would Vic want to go back to the team that he was the head coach? Just two years later. Yeah. You know, he, Vic, I mean, well, yeah, we don't really know. Yeah, Vic, Vic's, Vic's like, Vic seems care. to be the type of guy that wouldn't be bothered by that. But I don't know. I don't know. So, I, I think it would be easier with new owners there, too, right? Yeah. So Sean Payton, like after it looked like a couple of times, turned it down or was set to go back to Fox, they doubled back and they kept like, listen, kept I, again, again. How much? For, I, yeah, I think like, this well, contract well, is going to be monstrous. North of twenty, I would say right at twenty. What is what? Is, I well, was going to say. I think what does Belichick make? Well, that's never been publicly uh, released, but I think everybody has speculated that he's in the twenty range. Yeah, and I think they're resetting the coaches' oh, market, God. especially when you look at what what has happened in college million football. A year? Yeah, yeah, I think the key number is that. He's going to go over a hundred, yeah. right? The the, the whole it, deal. There's no again, like it, it, if you believe that you have a star coach, there's no competitive uh, restrictions on yeah, that. There's no, so there's no why, salary why, why, Like who cares? Like he just told you, Darnell Mooney's going to make seven to seventeen to twenty million. Oh. Which we got to talk about too, yeah. by the way. Like this is a head coach, and there's no cap on that number. You spend whatever you want to spend. Yeah, that doesn't hurt you. And like I, I when you're Belichick, billionaires, I think Belichick is at twenty million at this point. And then, so and the, the, he, the, I, you know what? I, I I'm going to make a guess that this is it, this is twenty five million a year, like four years, a hundred million dollars, or maybe it's six years, one hundred fifty million dollars. But this is probably twenty five million dollars a year. You're probably right. What was Gruden's deal when they brought? Uh, it was a hundred million, right? I, wasn't I thought it? Thought it was. Yeah. Was it ten years? Ten, 10 million a year. I yeah, I know it was 100 because that was the, the number on the bottom line. And Sean Payton's, yeah, he's going to get that in half the time. Because, again, he didn't have to, like, you know. And honestly, like you said, Sylvie, he could have, I think he had a chance to pick his job. So the fact that he's picking Denver leads me to believe that he is going to get, I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't be stunned if he gets 200. Like, could've, if it's oh, 10 well, for, well. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be stunned if it's, like, Eight for 200. Could have waited another year. Dallas could have opened next year with everything going on there with them firing all these coaches. Could have waited another year. Maybe San Diego opens. Yeah, the Chargers. Yep. I mean, he's LA. Say yeah. LA. I still make that. I Everybody does. That. It says here, I mean, I'm, I'm going through a number of different lists. This is from Sportico. I don't know who the hell they are. Uh, Belichick's at 20. Pete Carroll's at 15. Sean McVay's at 14. That's what it says here. Like, there's no question that Sean Payton is going to reset the... He's getting north of the, 20, yeah. 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 It's, it's going to set the head coaching settles, pay yes. market. Yeah. Denver's a nice city, from what I understand, too, to live in. Sunshine State. <laughs> well played. Well played. You're on your A that's, game today. That's right, right up your alley, yeah, like a 20-year-old movie yeah, or 15-year-old yeah. movie. You're on movie. your A game. You're telling people that you... You hate them virtually. I thought the Rocky Mountains would have been a lot more, a lot rockier. 
That's good. I listen. What, what, I don't what know. did you What did you think about? I, I, I like if we had him for more time and this didn't break. Again, Mooney at seventeen. Did he say seventeen to twenty million dollars yeah, a wait. year away from free agency? Here, here's here's some contracts to keep in mind for that. He mentioned Deontay Johnson from right. the Steelers, right? Deontay Johnson is getting eighteen point three million dollars per year. Christian Kirk is on the books for seventy two million. It's eighteen million a year. The guaranteed money's what's total guarantee. Christian Kirk got thirty seven million. Deontay Johnson only got twenty seven million. Um, Tyler Lockett, who's a better receiver than him, but a little older, he's thirty-one, uh, is making seventeen million a year. Hunter Renfro signed that that extension; he's making fifteen eight per year again with twenty-one million dollars guaranteed. I think you got to look at the total guaranteed money, even when you're not at free agency. Like Kirk got his in free agency yes. with everyone. Yes. Like, and don't you have the option to use again the franchise tag? Of course you do. And, and you, you're not going to be using that thing because you don't have any franchise players. So Look, I, I can't. If I'm signing those two guys. Early? Yes. I, I, I would probably. I'm definitely more interested in team-friendly deals than I am just paying guys because it's I think. Coming off an injury, too. Yes. Like, look, again, you know, I think Cole Komet is a very good player on your team. You have to play him in the right situation in the right way. But he doesn't, to me, when you put values on Kittle and others, he doesn't reach that threshold. He's a different style of tight end in my book. Same, I think Greg Olson kind of came to the same conclusion. Excellent in the red zone, good, you know, plus blocker, good, uh, um, you know, inline wide tight end, but may not ever run away from someone. Well, there's a premium for playing that position like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Then I don't think the Bears need to get into that pool. You don't need to jump into the deep end of that. Yeah. So I would go to both guys. I want them on my team. I'd go to Jalen Johnson. I'd go to, to Darnell Mooney. I would go to Cole Komet, and I would I would talk to them about extensions. But I'm not breaking the bank for any of the three of them. I'm trying to get them to sign something that is equitable, but isn't ridiculous. You want to hear the compensation that uh, as we ping pong back and forth between stories, compensation for Sean Payton. Not the uh, not the money compensation. Right, the picks. What do you think it is? Well, I think it's probably, I'm going to go with a, a first and a fifth. The Broncos, according to Dove Kleinman, the Broncos sent a first and a second round pick in 2023 for Sean Payton wow. and a 2024 third round pick, wow. according to Adam Schefter. And Meller, as Meller said, like they gave up draft currency in the Russell Wilson deal. So, and remember, they had the Broncos have the 49ers first round pick this year. So that's going to be, that's got to be the, the first round pick they're sending, which is 30th overall. More right. breaking news. We have more breaking news, too. The 49ers, or the uh, 49ers, as we expected, D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans have reached agreement on a six year deal. So D'Amico Ryans is the new head coach. He played for them, yeah. the Texans. He he did a fantastic job with the 49ers. When Sala left for the Jets, D'Amico Ryans slid in and took over. Is D'Amico so. Ryans an Alabama guy? Did he play at Alabama? I think you're right about that. I'm pretty I sure. So. And like the, there's, there's the scenario where people say, the Bama guy wants the Bama quarterback. So come up and get the number one pick. Boy, that's a, I, I think Sean Payton's fabulous. I really do. That's he a did. lot. He, he played at Alabama. That's a lot to give up. A first, a second, a fourth? 
especially when you you've already traded so many first for Russell Wilson. They have to fix Russell Wilson, right? Boy. Like they're they're thinking yes. like you're right. You're they're right, like, Shelby. look, if if if. Whatever we have is nice, but if we don't fix Russell Wilson, it's all screwed. Yeah, no, that that's that's the truth. Is because so, Melo, you're saying they didn't have a first, so their first is actually the 49ers' Correct. first, which is the 30th pick of the draft. Correct. Because the right, Broncos had traded their first right. to Seattle. That's less painful, but it still because, hurts. But they're so locked into Russell for the next four or five years because of the extension they gave him that Sylvie's right. They, they, they had to figure out the best possible scenario going forward to fix him. That's a lot, though, man. All right, so there's a lot happening if you're just joining us. Sean Payton has been officially traded from the Saints to the Broncos and will become the Broncos' new head coach. D'Amico Ryans, the uh, defensive coordinator of the 49ers, has been named the new head coach of the Houston Texans. So we'll see where all this goes now as some of the coaching carousel is starting to settle. 312-332-3776. Waddle's World coming up. And then Barstool Big Cat will react to all of it at 4 o'clock. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Oh, it's quite active inside Waddle's World. Brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. A lot of NFL coaching news for you. And none of it has anything to do with Matt Nagy. Uh, as we found out, uh, Sean Payton is headed to the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos are finalizing compensa- uh, compensation. Uh, but it looks like a first this year, what, a second next year and a fourth next year? Is I, If I read the screen correctly from Adam Schefter, I'm a little... Uh, oh, so um, it's uh, Denver's giving up this year's first-round pick, which is the Niners' 30th overall. Right. Next year's second round pick, and then the Saints are going to send back their oh, the Saints third. Are, uh, really? Gotcha. Year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, why don't we? I mean, I, I was expecting to get this news from from a teammate of ours, weren't you? Added value. Where's our added value employee? The good kid. I thought the good kid was going to be the one that broke this. News. Johnny, were you just being kind to the rest of the NFL fraternity and not? Hogging this story as well? I've been put under orders that if I get something, I've got to clear it through the tower. Did you have this one, though, in the back pocket? That's what the orders were. And so once they started putting caveats on me, did they put caveats on Woodward and Bernstein? I don't know. No. No, they didn't. They allowed them to do what they did, right? Yes. Get Get the news, get the stories, and make it happen. Go to Deep Throat. Okay. Huh? Once I started putting caveats on, I said, you know what? They don't want me to break stories. You got I, out of the business. So you're like, so too many put, restrictions. They put me out of business. All right. This makes sense, though, if you think about it. The greatest success the Denver Broncos had was with a guy that was from Eastern Illinois. His name was Mike Shanahan, right? They've gone. Uh, once Shanahan retired, they've gone, and they've tried everything they could possibly try. They had success when they brought Peyton Manning in. They went to a Super Bowl. Uh, that Super Bowl was not a competitive Super Bowl, right? 
Correct. So they've been mired in a state of mediocrity for an extended period of time uh, with some decent wide receivers. Uh, they they got a quarterback. The coach that was there could not get the quarterback in the right direction. So what do you do? You go out and find yourself an offensive guru that's got a little bit of a connection with Mike Shanahan in Eastern Illinois to come into Denver and try to work the same magic Shanahan had worked there before. So to me, it makes sense. There's a lot of talent in the receiver position. Uh, you got a quarterback that two years ago everybody in the first half thought was going to be the MVP of the NFL. Mm. So how do you fix them? You bring a guy in that knows more than he does, and you let Russell Wilson know, yeah, this guy knows a lot more than you. So do yourself a favor, shut your mouth, listen, and let's run an offense together, a professional offense. Do you think that'll work? Do you think that, that, that Russell Wilson can check himself and his ego and just follow whatever Sean Payton wants him to do? He won't have a choice because one guy's got offensive chops and the other guy doesn't. The offensive brain on Sean Payton is superior to the offensive brain of Russell Wilson, period. The happiest people in Denver right now is that wide receiver room. Are those offensive linemen? Are the running backs? Are the tight end? They're the happiest people there because you've got a legitimate offensive mind there that's going to hopefully you know, uh, put this team in the form that it needs to be in to be able to compete in a very competitive AFC and a very competitive AFC West. Well, yeah, so. I mean, you good kid. You do, I, when you hit it on the head, like there is some talent in that wide receiver room. You got Jerry there Judy. Is. You got Cortland Sutland. You got the young kid also, Hamler, from Penn State, right? Sure. So. I mean, they, they, listen, you've got skill there. You don't have any draft equity anymore. So, listen, I've got to do it with what I've got. We, we've got to get it done with what we have. So, bring in the veteran. That's the challenge. Let's get things moving in the right direction. Suppo- there you go. Supposedly, though, Sean was a and is a big fan of Wilson, or else he wouldn't have taken the job. You would think. I think the whole NFL world was a fan of Russell Wilson, not prior to this year. year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people thought Russell Wilson had talent. It had run its course in Seattle. The guy that loved him, Pat, not Pat Carroll, Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, was there. He defended him. He you tried to protect him over the course of time. And, you know, you're someplace eight years, ten years, and then, you know, if you miss out on the opportunities that you once had and it's not going good, he decided he wanted to go. Remember, it was Russell Wilson that kept playing yeah. the story. Yeah, okay? there, there's no doubt. This is, right. this is Sean Payton's show. Like, it's, hey, Rusty, you know, yeah. Rusty Wilson, guess what? You're following, this is the way we're, we are Going right. to do things. Before you hung up your in- investigative reporter hat, yeah. what were you hearing in terms of, like, this is, he's re- definitely resetting the coach pay market. Like, is this a $25 million a year job? Is that what it is? I said, I'm asking you. You're the one that's got all of the, 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 the people inside. No, 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 no. You don't suddenly take a, a 150% raise from what the top guy is now. I mean, that's not the direction you go there. If he's making uh, 18, 17, 18 million a year, 15 to 17, I think that's the range you're looking at. Um, I don't see any coach getting 25 million a year for a long time. Ooh, yeah, it'll be close. You don't go from 6 to 10 and 10 to 25. It doesn't work that way. Well, the Walton's got cash. They got cash. Well, they got, listen, they've got cash and they got their right guy. 
You know, I think they got their right guy. For this situation now with the quarterback they have, I think this works out perfectly for them. All right, good. Kid. Great insight. I thought we were going to get the story from you. Uh, but he's out of the business. But you're out of the business. Uh, listen, once they clip my wings, it's right. over. Fly, Yurko, fly. Yeah, listen, what do you expect? They come clip my wings and they expect me to soar up into the sky? Yeah. Because doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm expecting uh, Sean Payton to be on the show tomorrow for you and, and oh, Carm. That's a lot, guys. That call's already been made. Okay, so we can expect Coach Payton to be on the show tomorrow with you and Carm. Well, either tomorrow or the next day. Okay. Or the day after. Or the, the day after that. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> Are you playing Mineshaft right now? Yeah. His shaft, that's for sure. I'm, th- I'm thinking about doing some mining tonight. Good job. Good job. See you, Yerk. All right. Bye, buddy. See ya. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> we, remember I mentioned uh, Benjamin Albright, who covers the Broncos, yet to you yesterday? Yes. He. This is what he says happened, if you believe him or not. He's okay. a Broncos insider. Right. He says that Sean Payton was not their first choice. Do you know who was? Harbaugh. Yes. Really? He says... They went after Harbaugh, but he decided to stay out at, at Michigan. Their second choice was D'Amico Ryans, and he let them know that he was going to Houston. So they circled back around to Sean Payton. Wow, Basically Sean Payton was the third choice. And maybe it w- he was because of what the compensation was going to be with the draft capital. I don't know if, that oh, was, yeah, if that's right, what it was. they were going to have to give up draft picks, yeah. and a lot of them. Yeah. Wow. So well, you're getting, the most, one, you're one getting the most accomplished offensive mind and it's what you need for getting that team jump-started, for sure. Yes. That's a good defense. They were good defense all year long. How about that they wanted John uh, Jim Harbaugh won? Jim Harbaugh. And he's also telling you that everything's on the table for the Bears, right? Same, same guy? Same guy. Same guy. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, in other news, yes, uh, D'Amico Ryans has taken the uh, Houston Texans head coaching job. I believe that's a six-year deal? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Six-year deal for him. Will Good he for stay him. for more than a year? Because that's what the Texans have done recently. If they've hired I would, I would a coach so. and they fire him after a year. You know, you made an interesting point, point that just flew over my head before we went to break about how they have the second pick of the draft. There's an Alabama tie there. I get that. You may find out that, yes, he's all in. On uh, Bryce, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, or you may find out that all of his intel and all of his information and all that leads him in a different direction for another quarterback. Be very interesting to see how that all unfolds. Speaking of quarterbacks, you want this really quick? Can I oh, give you, you this? another one? Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook says that uh, before Sean Payton took the job in Denver, they were plus four thousand uh, to get to the Super Bowl in twenty twenty four. And uh, the Super Bowl odds now are plus twenty eight hundred. They have so fo- the addition of Sean Payton has made them a more likely participant. Yes, I thought I'd give. I, you I wonder what. Rus- Listen, I think we all felt good about Russell Wilson prior to last year, but we all thought he was going to be, you know, still had football left in him. Very interested to see what that marriage looks like in Denver because they, he's right. The good kid's right. Like Jerry Judy's talented. Cortland Sutton is talented. The kid, I like the kid, K.J. Hamler. He only played, what, seven games, Mallard? Didn't he get hurt? Yeah, K.J. Hamlin. 
Ham, uh, it's Hamler. It's not Hamler. Hamler? It's Hamler. Yeah. My bad. It's Hamler. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking of DeMar Hamler. Smaller guy out of Penn State. Uh, I think he was a second. Was he a second round pick? What was he? Uh, in the 2020 draft, second round pick, I think he was. Yeah. I think he can play. There is stuff to work with for them. Well, Javon, there. Javante Williams, too, might be the most of all the skill players, the running back. Yeah. Uh, he's oh, a rookie. Yeah. He, he had the ACL injury, remember? But right. like, if he comes back healthy. He he is a really good yeah North Carolina back. kid yeah don't forget too another thing the Bears have uh, Denver at home next year all right good maybe Sean Payton will come in studio for Carmen the good kid added value yeah so the good kid has predicted that uh, Sean Payton will be part of their program at some point in the very near future did you see this as well. Uh, Tyler Huntley the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens has been added to the Pro Bowl. I, I I just I was this the only person who would accept their invite? A fourth alternate, but, Huntley, was added to replace Josh Allen, becoming one of the more unlikely participants ever in the Pro Bowl. He had two touchdown passes this year. Was it like, hey, who wants to come play a little flag football? Who's available on short no, notice? It's not as much that because he was the fourth alternate, yeah. which is high when you consider. He was a backup for the. I mean, Lamar was Two the third. Passes. I believe Lamar was the third alternate. But why would Tyler help? Like, coach, that's what I'm saying. Coaches, coaches and players get two thirds of the vote, so it was probably based on players and coaches voting. In, for in addition to Huntley, quarterbacks Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence were also added to the Pro Bowl roster today. Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah, I know. But, but that makes more sense. Of course yeah, he but does. He was asked to go home by his team. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, that's the left. point there. Yeah, but the point is, is like, if you said Trevor Lawrence or Derek Carr, we'd both go nod our head and go, okay. Are yeah, you I tuning in? in? Are you gonna Are you gonna check it in? No, check in? No? no. It's the Pro Bowl no. games. Remember, it's not. It's going to be different this Listen, year. Listen, if I had a six and an eight year old, probably. What I are may we doing? Be... Besides flag football, we playing a little dodgeball? Is that what we're doing? Maybe. Just don't get hurt. Maybe. Listen, it's still going to do better ratings than most NBA games. It's just like, I don't know how you put a backup who had two touchdown passes this year into the game. Also, did you see that the Tennessee Titans are switching from natural grass to a new synthetic turf at their new stadium? Or at their existing stadium? I believe they're on the books for to get a new stadium. They are. But they're, they're replacing don't. grass... With a new synthetic surface for the, the upcoming union, year. The union, uh, I thought, is against They're all that. They're saying that they, it says the Titans announced the change today. The team, which already has started work, is making the change after reviewing injury rates and knowing how difficult it has been to grow grass at Nissan Stadium. Well, that's a factor. I yes. mean, I've always but said yeah. artificial turf is better than bad grass. That's a good point. And Brock Purdy, uh, as we told you yesterday, has a torn UCL. Uh, and I'm still a little down on Tyler Aki for being a meatball and suggesting that he, he should have talked it out. He should be working today. Yeah, and right. That should have been his penalty. All right, when we come back, I have some nonsense, including something that I agree with from the Surgeon General and social media. Oh, yes, that's next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Oh, where did my story go? Jeez. I went to the bathroom and lost. Oh, there we go. Here we go. All right. You ready? Surgeon General warns. 13 is too young for children to be on social media. 
Boom. 13, well, I mean, come on, that's not, uh, that's not a likely thing to happen. You know that. Well, I mean, well, it's well, reasonable. Gonna, they, can't, they, they can't outlaw it. I mean, you, you live in a free country. You're still allowed to do it if you want to. But the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, warned that children join social media too early and believe they should only be allowed to access the platforms once they're between ages 16 and 18. Platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter currently allow users to join as long as they are at least 13 years of age. The Surgeon General believes this can cause adolescents to have a distorted sense of self during their crucial development years. I could not agree more. Yeah, I know. More enthusiastically with the Surgeon General about this. Do not let your young boys yeah, I know. on social media. I know, you know, Dad's probably got Twitch, the Twitch thing up at home watching Twitch. I just signed into Twitch for the first time in weeks. Don't let the boys on Twitch. Don't let the boys watch. I'm. uh, I I told you guys this earlier. Uh, I am investigating buying them a PlayStation Five. That's first video game console. Yes, let them play video games. Yes, because they, they currently have iPads and they've been playing Madden on that. They've been playing Mario Kart on that. They play the Major League Baseball game. And they've been bugging the hell out of me recently. So so you're just looking for a little... I'm looking for a pacifier. Yeah, you're looking for a little uh, technology parent. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. I said I actually mentioned to Sylvie yesterday. I actually prefer when Alex is playing on the PS... We've got a PS4 so that he can be on a headset with some friends and actually have some social interaction as opposed to just hopping on his iPad or his phone and jumping on Twitter. Well, no, no, no. Just, but he's playing video. He'll play games on his phone or his iPad, but there's no social interaction. Pretty and, cool technology that way. At least when he's, you know, it's more like a community feel when you're playing with your friends and I'll, I'll hear him talking to his classmates. Do playing. they swear at each other? Uh, not really. really? He, no. You want to teach him some swears? He knows them. It's Jeffrey yeah. at home. Of that's course, true. That's right. Sylvie knows that, yeah. That's true. That's right. Was- Father! Father, can I play the video game? Father, I'm losing in Madden right now. What I'm- should I say to my opponent? I'm losing to the Bengals. I am the Bears right now. I am feeling really angry, but I don't know how to express myself without using the F word. Oh my goodness, I just used the F word. <laughs> Home of a West Virginia volunteer fire department uh, person embezzled. Uh, or let me read that again. Home of West Virginia volunteer fire department embezzlement suspect catches on fire. The home of a man that's who ironic, is, is that is accused of is that irony I or is that is. I, I don't know that that's that's irony. not coincidence, is it? I always get that wrong. Like I don't. I know what you mean. Like I'm right here, but it's I don't a, know. It's if, a fire person. Catching on fire. Yeah. The home of a man who is accused of embezzling money from the Chapmanville. Why is it? It's, this is in Logan County, West Virginia. We're back in West Virginia. Not Beaver, West Virginia. We're in Logan County here. But the home of a man who is accused of embezzling money from the Chapmanville Volunteer Fire Department. The house caught on fire Monday afternoon. Okay. Dispatchers say Ta- Thomas, Tommy, Perry's home caught on fire around 1230 in the afternoon. So he embezzled from the fire department? Yes. Tommy and his son Cody are accused of misusing funds at the Chapmanville Volunteer Fire Department. That's karma, maybe. Maybe well, that's karma. I think that's I think that's probably a better word. Yes. Yeah. 
In uh, September of 2022, both were indicted on five counts, two counts each of embezzlement, one charge each of conspiracy, and two counts each of fraudulent schemes. House went up in fire the other day. Went up in flames. That's what happens. I got another story here. I'm going to have to sleep on this one before I actually bring it to the class. Okay. I'm not so sure I want to go down that road. You want to give us a teaser? Yeah, I just don't know that I'm eventually going to even be able to. I don't know that I can read this without. It's a banana and a condom, yes? Oh, you know what? What? Huh? Is that the the one? Sleep on it and then uh, not sleep on the banana with a condom and tell us how you feel in the morning. We'll uh, talk to our friend, the You're 22 weird. the 22 to 1 kid. Barstool Big Cat coming up next.